Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, hello. Good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a Nutshell. For your Friday morning, it's the 3rd of March, 2023. Daniel Pedro with you. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. Good to be with you. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 our open line number. Or you can send a text anytime, 0457 736 736. All before breakfast with Vossie and Brandy in an hour's time. Our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Vossie and Brandy. Then it's Padden Heels from 6am local time. We have a huge show to get through over the course of the next hour. Want to hear from you as always. But as well as that, we're going to do an NRL preview very shortly with Charlie Goodsir on the back of last night's epic game, which we'll talk about in a second. Melbourne 16 over Parramatta 12. Golden point in the first game of the season. We'll talk about that in just a second. So we'll uh, talk about that and also do a full preview of the remaining seven games of the National Rugby League coming up uh, in in just a few minutes' time, actually. Chris Perkins from America. He'll be online uh, to talk about everything happening in American sport. And John Gallo uh, will join me in about half an hour or so to talk about all the things happening in terms of EPL and football. Uh, what did you make of last night's game? Melbourne 16 over Parramatta 12. Harry Grant, the star, getting the try in Golden Point extra time. And it keeps Craig Bellamy's record intact, winning round one matches. And it was a low-scoring game for the most part, wasn't it? Half-time, Parramatta 6-0. They had their chances, Parramatta. Both teams had a few field goal opportunities or a couple of field goal opportunities before full-time and also in extra time. But then Harry Grant, the star, if you missed it, uh, or you just want to hear it again, if you are a Melbourne fan, with apologies to Parramatta fans, this is how it played out last night on SEN. And there's two points. So Mitchell Moses picks the first points of the Premiership, two points to nil. Parramatta leading the Melbourne Storm. Here's a chance, Parramatta Dory gets a pass away to Penasini, overlap, Lumi Lumi, Isaac Lumi Lumi in the corner. No try. And just misses, great defence, the Melbourne Storm. The kick's still on, right hand side, Gutherson, Gutherson goes right, and Penasini. Will Penasini pencils in, try number one of season 2023. In the second half, Harry Grant from dummy half. Oh, nice. Meany. Meany saw the hole. Meany scores the try. And it's about to be six all. Parramatta and the Melbourne Storm. It's been all Parramatta. But just like that, it's about to be locked at six apiece. Six all. Munster. Crossfield kick looking for Coach. We know he can jump. Coach can jump. And he jumped. He got the jump. But lost possession. Right hand side, Parramatta. 15 metres out. Hodgson. Dummies, dummies again, goes to the line, here's a chance, Barlow, Junior Barlow, bounces past one, he was in the clear, no one on the planet was going to stop Big Junior, and he takes the Parramatta Eels 
to a 10 points to six lead, kick to come. That was brilliant from Hodgson. Melbourne Storm trailing by six, Munster to Nelson. Oh, the show and go. It was Scotty Princess and young Totemapia. It's a great moustache. It's a great meat pie. And Melbourne Storm score a beautiful try. And we go back to 2005. The show and go of Scotty Prince. That was Cameron Munster. And that was just beautiful. Comes out the back away, Brown. The Sebo. Sebo in the corner. Oh, Puts doing? the kick through by the Sebo. Tackle one, just take the tackle and they go back to the 20 metre start. Is there a more relieved person in the Parramatta district than Tyrone Wishart? Here we go, 12 all, three minutes 30 remaining. He is back right in front of the sticks. Mitchie Moses wants the big dot, oh. charge down from the Melbourne Storm and they get the ball back. What a game. Well, that was big Nelson, wasn't it? Nelson to save yep. Solomona with a massive player. Now it ends up with Warbrick. Warbrick goes behind the player, gets a pass back to Eli Katoa. This is it, and we're going to Golden Point. Oh. 12 all. <laughs> the Parramatta Eels of the Melbourne Storm in the first game of 2023. They're putting in overtime. Now comes away to Ali McDonald. 20 metres out of the last play. Munster, does he want it now? They go back to Meany. Meany puts the kick, the field goal, but he put his head down immediately. It'll be a 20-metre restart for Parramatta. They are so costly when you miss these field goals, but Munster is just pointing. He's marshalling the troops around. Harry Grant from dummy half. Harry Grant takes off! Harry Grant scores next to the post. And this brilliant, perfect record of Bellamy stays intact. Harry Grant, the match winner. Melbourne Storm have stolen 16 points to 12 at no stage of regular time with a Melbourne Storm in front. You go to extra time and Harry Grant goes bang. He certainly did. Harry Grant, the star for the Melbourne Storm and Melbourne winning 16 points to 12 over the Parramatta Eels. Uh, not all good things for the Melbourne Storm. We saw Cameron Munster come off uh, throughout the game, came back on, uh, but looks like uh, could be uh, out for a couple of weeks. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, looks like a finger injury, broken a bone. So Craig Bellamy said it was pretty brave. Hopefully he can have surgery on it earlier in the week and not miss any games. We have a bit of a longer turnaround, but I'm not quite sure. But Cameron Munster, very, very good. We know the Storm are going to be without Ryan Pappenhausen for the foreseeable future. So important that Cam Munster is there. If you're an Eels fan, what did you make of it? Uh, Josh Hodgson, I thought, played pretty well. I set up a try in, uh, I think it was uh, later on in the game. So people <laughs> were questioning Josh Hodgson, and it is only one game. But uh, in the 71st uh, minute score, uh, setting up that try. So, look, Josh Hodgson, very good. Um, Mitchell Moses, interesting, before the game, he was interviewed by, I think it was Lara Pitt on Fox League, and he was asked about the contract situation. And he said, no news yet. And I, I just wonder, the longer this continues, and we sort of talked about this yesterday, didn't we? The longer this continues, how much of a distraction is it for the paramaterials? And Mitch Moses. So your thoughts, Parramatta fans, Melbourne fans, if you've got it, if we've got any Melbourne fans listening this morning, 0457 736 736 or open line number, have you say 1300 01 1170. Did you enjoy seeing the footy back on? It was good, wasn't it? Great to see the footy back on. Uh, and of course, Josh Hodson. Uh, we'll see how he goes throughout the season. Of course, replacing Reed Marnie set up that try for Junior Barlow in the 58th minute of the match. Uh, but in the end, Melbourne just too good for the Parramatta Eels in golden point. And if that's just a taster of what we're going to get throughout the rest of the season, bring it on. But your thoughts on the match? 
do you still see Parramatta in your finals or did you maybe not have Parramatta in your finals? And have Melbourne shown enough just in that one match, even without Ryan Pappenhausen, that they are going to be a force? 0457 736 736, the text number. You can also call the open line anytime, 1300 01 1170. Already a couple of texts through. I will get to them in a second. Also this morning, before we get to the rest of round one, your first rugby league memory, I might ask Charlie Goodsir in a second, he'll join me in the studio, but your first rugby league memory, what's that moment that got you into supporting your team and the great sport of rugby league? We're celebrating rugby league, it's back, the first match done and dusted for the year last night. Your first rugby league moment, what's that moment that got you in to supporting rugby league? And your thoughts on last night's match, 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. All right, one game down, seven more to go in round one of the National Rugby League. It's great that it's back on. Charlie Goodso, two days in a row, joins me. Morning to you, Charlie. Good morning. Uh, what a cracker it was last night. Yes, great to have Rugby League back on uh, the field and not so many off-field stories as we've been experiencing over the past couple of months. Let's get through uh, the rest of the round because that game was an interesting one last night, but there is still a lot of interesting ones coming up across the course of the weekend. The first one tonight, 6 o'clock over in New Zealand. It is the Warriors taking on your Newcastle Knights. What a game to start with. Um, we said yesterday, I think the Warriors will be a bit more confident playing at home. And the Knights, some people have them in the eight. Michael Karianis has the Newcastle Knights in the eight. Some people have them winning the wooden spoon. They're a bit of a mystery this year, the Newcastle Knights. Yeah, uh, they are my team. Uh, I can't believe Michael Karianis has them in the top eight because mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think they're going to win the wooden spoon. I'm really confident in our team this year that we're good enough to win a couple of games here and there and cause a few upsets. Oh. I'm pretty confident heading into this one. I don't really fancy the Warriors at all. I think, um, which might sound, sound a little bit harsh, but mm. they've been perennial underachievers and they've been sort of that team that sort of lingers around and they start well, but they just crash and burn really late into the season. But I think the Knights, I think you have a bit of a point to prove mm. at the start of the season and what better way than just have a really big statement win away from home in Wellington against the Warriors, so I'm tipping the Knights. Yeah, good to see rugby league in Wellington. I, Whenever I tip the Warriors, nine times out of ten they lose, so I'm going to tip the Warriors and they're probably going to lose, which is probably good news yes. uh, for you. I think they'll have too much for the Knights, but it's a very hard round to tip this opening round. Uh, also tonight, 8.05pm, the Panthers start their quest for a three-peat. They host the Brisbane Broncos at, at Penrith. Um Long way to go to see if we do get they do get three in a row. And there were some worrying signs in that World Club Challenge. The Broncos, we talked about it yesterday. We know how they finished the back end of last year. Uh, I'm leaning towards the Panthers, but I think it'll be a close game. I don't. You think Panthers? I, I, think, I think Panthers trounce. Okay. Um, I think 13 plus is, is, is my prediction for this one. Do you think they have a point to prove after the World Club Challenge? They have that to that at also, but I also think round one in front of their home fans. I think uh, that Selwyn Cobo factor. Mm. Uh, I dislike Selwyn Cobo after having to scroll through that podcast that he was on mm. um, to try and find those little clips that he was on. But those grub comments, mm. uh, directed Jerome Lewis, Penrith won't forget that. I I think Penrith are going to flex their muscles, and I think they've just got a bit of a chip on their shoulder because everyone's sort of running um, them off this year, and I don't get it. They're still the Penrith Panthers. They still have. 
the best player in the game in oh. Nathan Cleary. Jerome Lua is more than serviceable. They've got a great four-pack. Isaiah Yo uh, is, in my opinion, the most underrated player in the competition. Dylan oh. Edwards has now leapt forward from that uh, from that conversation. So, yeah, uh, easy win for the Panthers in mine. Yeah, I think Penrith to win as well. Three games tomorrow, the first Super Saturday. Manly up against the Bulldogs, two of the more intriguing teams coming into season 2023. We know how Manly ended their year last year, but new coach, Anthony Seabold. The Bulldogs also with a new coach and a few new players in Cameron Sorrello. Tom Dravojevic, the first chance to see him back in action for quite some time. It is at Rookvale Oval, Four Pines Park. How do you see this one going? Uh, I'm. This is probably my lock for the round. I, I think the Seagulls are going to beat the Bulldogs. Okay. I think I really like Turbo being back. I really like that he's been working with Bill Knowles. Um, didn't really know much, that much about him until, you know, Latrell went over there uh, and then Turbo and then Ryan Pappenhausen. And I did a bit of research. He's worked with some of the biggest names in world sport. Uh, and his resume is second to none. So I'm really confident that he's done a a good job on getting Turbo back to that peak, which I think, irrespective of if you're a Seagulls fan, if you're just a fan of rugby league, you want to see him at his uh, best because he is, that 2021 season is up there with some of the best individual seasons um, in rugby league history, in my opinion. So that's why I'm going to the Seagulls. I think Turbo is just a massive factor. Yeah, I think big crowd at Manly, uh, hopefully good weather, warm conditions. Uh, look, I like the Bulldogs this year, but I think Manly will get off to a good start. It's hard to see them not winning it just with the momentum behind them at Brookvale Oval, but we'll see what the Bulldogs can do. 5.30 tomorrow night up in Townsville, one of the surprise packets of last year, the North Queensland Cowboys taking on the Canberra Raiders. Now, you do have the Canberra Raiders in your top eight. You said the Cowboys will finish fifth. This is an intriguing game because... Most people saying the Cowboys win easily, and I am going to tip the Cowboys, but I think it could be a bit closer than a lot of people are giving the Raiders credit for. Yeah, I, I think it will be a, a 10-point margin, mm. um, but I think it will be one of those games where the scoreboard doesn't really reflect how tight the game was. I think the Cowboys might score some late tries or or what have you. Mm. Um, I'm tipping the Cowboys just just because it's at home. They play really well at home. It's re- it's it's probably the toughest place to mm. play. Um right in the NRL. Uh, so, yeah, for that reason, I'm going to go the Cowboys. But the Raiders, like I said, I've got them in my top eight. I really like the Raiders. Like I said, they consistently punch above their weight. One of the few stadiums I haven't been to, the new uh, North Queensland Stadium, but it looks good. And I agree with you. I think the Cowboys uh, will get over the Raiders. Good game on Saturday night, tomorrow night at 7.30 to finish off the first Saturday. The Sharks taking on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. It's an interesting one. No Nico Hines. I think it's a big, big out for the Cronulla Sharks. Both of these teams, I think, are going to feature heavily in the final series this year. But if Nico Hines was playing and at Shark Park on a Saturday night, I'd probably favour the Sharks. But I think he's that big of a loss. I think the Rabbitohs get them tomorrow night. Yeah, for me, this is pretty simple. No Nico, uh, no Shark. Mm. So I'm, I'm, going, I'm going Rabbitohs. And, but I will say, if the Rabbitohs don't win this game... Mm. I think that's a that I mean it's very early in the season, it being round one. Uh-huh. But I just think that is pretty telling that against a team missing the Dalian Medalist and their best player, that they can't get a win with, you know, all the hype surrounding them. They've got the troll back. Uh-huh. I think uh, Lachlanus has got a year under his belt. Uh-huh. They've got star power across the field. If they can't get it done with a team missing easily their best player, uh-huh. 
I don't know. I think that puts a little question mark on uh, on the Rabbitohs. And it goes to show as well, we talk about teams who may or may not win the Premiership. Injuries are going to play such a huge mm, part correct. Uh, in this year's season. Hopefully, Hicko Hines back next week for the Sharks. Uh, two games on Sunday to finish things off. Four, uh, five past four at Suncorp Stadium, the Dolphins and the Roosters. The first time we see the Dolphins in a competitive NRL match, the Roosters, one of the Premiership favourites. They are heavy favourites going into this match. Can you see the Dolphins swing any kind of upset against the Roosters on Sunday afternoon? No, I can't. You can't? Okay. Uh, that being said, I'm really excited to see the Dolphins. Mm. Um, I, I think a lot of people are going to tip them to win the wooden spoon. I think more so just out of um, oh, just just out of the unknown. Yep. And, and also because most expansion teams, uh, irrespective of whether it's in rugby league, in the AFL, anything, you sort of just tip them to win the wind spoon because they're starting out from scratch. Mm. Um, you know, they're, they're behind the eight ball a little bit. But I, I really like them. I really like the the attitude from Wayne Bennett dropping Anthony Milford and sending a message to the team that, you know, these are the standards that we set and you've got to, got to meet them week in, week out. Um, I do think it'll be a blowout, though. I'm, I'm tipping a 44-12 scoreline okay. uh, in favour of the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, but can't wait for this one. They do come up against the Roosters at a pretty good time. Uh, no Mardu, no Hargraves. Uh, and in round one, too. In round one. And the Roosters don't have a great record. No, who did they lose to in round one again last season? Uh, the Newcastle Knights. They, they also lost to the West Tigers in 2018, their first their first premiership year in that mm. little run. So, look, I think the Roosters win. Um, I, look, I think the Dolphins will be competitive for parts of that match. But you just feel that the Roosters probably won't hit first gear. Uh, you don't expect really any team probably probably to hit first gear this week, but I think they'll have enough for the Dolphins. But the crowd will be on the Dolphins' side. It'll be a great uh, occasion for the Dolphins. Now, I've been waiting all summer to ask you about this. <laughs> now, you have tipped them for the wooden spoon, so you're obviously not going to tip them too many times this year. But the West Tigers, they host Charlie's favourite team other than the Knights, the Gold Coast Titans, the last game of the weekend at Leichhardt Oval. Tigers or Titans? This is the game of the round for me. You know me. I, I love the games between two teams that are sort of at the bottom of the uh, the bottom of the ladder, mm. who are sort of um, you know fighting minnows, I guess. And great Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt Oval is going to be an absolute cracker. I'm, mm. I'm definitely going to the the following week's game, uh, mm. Knights versus Tigers at mm. Leichhardt Oval. Love Leichhardt. Um, I'm going to tip the Titans. I know I tip them for the one spoon, okay. but I'm tipping them for the Titans. I have no faith in the West Tigers this season, and I've had friends, family criticize me for a, a bias against the Tigers. I don't hate the Tigers at all. Like the first one of the first games I remember even watching was that 2005 Grand Final. It was one mm. of the best times of yeah, my that life. Young, are you? That that yeah, young, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I just don't have faith that those news no those new players will gel with that system. I think they've just got so many issues and so much drama off the field mm. that it's going to impact the performance on the field. I don't think the Titans are that great either. Um but I think they're going to get the win against the Tigers in a really entertaining game. Yeah, I think Leichhardt Oval will help the Tigers. I'm going to tip the Tigers, but it'll be interesting. Look, a bit like what you said about, I think it was the Sharks, uh, the Souths earlier. If the Tigers can't win at Leichhardt Oval, and I know it's round one, but with all the momentum on their side, Leichhardt Oval, the new era with coaches, new players, albeit John Bateman not playing, it, it wouldn't be a great start to the season, would it? No, no, and it would be the most Tigers thing to do. It probably would be. Our first grand final I went to, and remember, 97 grand final, ARL grand final, the Newcastle Knights winning in the last minute. I wasn't born yet. 
Fantastic. Charlie, great <laughs> stuff. As always, look forward to speaking to you over the next 31 weeks as we make our way. <laughs> I can't wait. The league season. <laughs> Cannot wait. Thank you, mate. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Charlie Goodsir with our NRL Round 1 preview. Yeah, a bit depressing. I was seven years of age, but he wasn't even born. Uh, early text before a break here from Steve, the Colleton Bulldog. Morning to you, mate. He says, morning, Dan. Great game of footy last night to open. Happy that it's back on. Uh, I've not had a chance to text as I normally driving, so thought I would do so before I leave. Thank you. Uh, some predictions. Uh, one, Penrith Cronulla, grand final. Penrith to win. So Penrith to do a three-peat, he believes. Wooden spoon to the Dragons. I agree with you. Sorry, Dragons fans. Dally M, agree with you. Uh, so I think I said Joey Martin or James Adesco. All Latrell Mitchell. Uh, four biggest improvement, the Bulldogs. And five, Parramatta and Canberra, both of them, to miss the top eight. Great cricket last night. Yes, we'll talk about that after the break. Also, let's hope the Aussies can survive and win. Great show. Thanks for the text, Steve. The Colleton Bulldog. Keep them coming in. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 After this, we'll have a chat about the cricket. Chris Perkins from America will join me. And our very own Greg Alexander's in the news. It's 20 past 5, 20 past 4 in Queensland. Yeah, your thoughts on last night's game, Parramatta fans? Are you nervous? Melbourne fans, you're happy. And also your first rugby league moments. It's time to do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. And we do it all for Makita this season. Makita is helping you rule the outdoors. Chris Perkins on the line. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. Actually, good afternoon from the Keystone State of Pennsylvania is where I'm driving through uh, today. Very good. Are you feeling better? Are you a bit unwell the other day? Are you recovered? Uh, on the road to recovery. The the antibiotics kicking my butt a little bit, uh, <laughs> but I'm gutting through it and you know still doing my job to the best of my ability. That is so good. I'm 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 on the road to recovery. Fingers crossed. That is good to hear. Now, uh, we are going to get to a couple of American sport topics in a second, but uh, the cricket, yeah. you wanted to talk about the cricket, of course. Australia just needing 76 runs to win. Uh, India all out off uh, for 163, but you've been watching a bit of it. I, I've been watching a fair amount of it, actually, mm. the first two days. Uh, I am not. I don't usually get into test cricket, but I gave it a shot Uh Gave it a shot, and I wanted. I just want to know. Yep. Scale of one to ten, your level of nervousness going into <laughs> day three, needing seventy six, needing seventy six runs on this diabolical wicket. Well, I would like to say surely they can't lose Australia, but they did lose six for eleven <laughs> yesterday. So. It, look, anything yeah. is possible. Uh, we haven't had the greatest opening two test matches, but 76 runs, you would like to think that Australia can get there, but I'll put it out to the listeners as well, 0457 736 736 or open line 1300 01 1170. Your level of confidence in the Australian team to get 76 runs to win this third test match in India. Uh, I, I think I'll back yeah, them. I, I think they can do it, but... Yeah, I, I can understand why people would be a little nervous. Yeah, well, whatever happens, it probably... Ooh, we'll just... certainly think second yep. session that things over one way or the mm. other. Uh, but, yeah, just watch it, especially day one. I, my God, I, I saw one I saw one ball pitching outside off and it missed leg. Mm. Yeah, I, it's... That's, that's like Shane Warner ball of the century stuff. 
It's been a very interesting couple of days. Um, and I dare say if Australia lose a couple of early wickets, the nerves will start. You'll hear that across the SEN network uh, this afternoon, uh, which will be very interesting indeed to see if Australia can get those 76 mm -hmm. runs. Now, uh, Chris, Kevin Durant, he made his son's debut. Yeah, and, and a successful one. 23 points, six rebounds uh, in his first game for the Phoenix Suns after being traded from Brooklyn. Suns win 105-91 over Charlotte last night. And this this is an intriguing thing. You know, he, he, he's been injured. He comes back from injury. And now we'll get to see. Let's see how healthy he's going to be these last 20 games of the regular season mm -hmm. and what this Phoenix Suns team can become with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker in the lineup at the same time. Um, and also Chris Paul, because, you know, all three of them are – in the starting lineup together, it, it's going to be fun to watch. And this, this Western Conference, the, the Suns kind of needed something. They feel like they're in that championship window. They made the finals a couple of years ago, mm. and they just feel like they've still got a shot at, at winning a championship with this current team, with this current group of players. Adding Kevin Durant definitely helps them. But, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if they can separate themselves from this pack in the Western Conference. Uh, you look at the standings, there are four games separating the fourth-place Phoenix Suns and the 11th-place L.A. Lakers. That's not, that's not a lot of wiggle room with 20 games to go. So, you know, the Suns needed, felt they needed something to separate them from the pack and secure their playoff spot. You know, at least in you know, game one, you know, small sample size, but game one shows promise. Yeah, it certainly does. And the NFL, what's the latest? A bit of a scouting combine going on. Yeah, well, first of all, uh, just some, I saw some news. Uh, sources are saying that uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to franchise tag Evan Ingram. His, uh, he was becoming a free agent, but collective bargaining agreement, there's this franchise tag that allows – the Jaguars to keep him on the roster, keep him under contract. They're going to pay him $11 million a year using the franchise tag. Mm. And it could be really be a precursor uh, to signing him to a long-term deal. That's what a lot of these franchise tags, they try to do with the, with the franchise tag is hold him in place uh, and work for the next three or three, four months to sign a long-term deal with a player. That, that's the hope. Otherwise, he plays on the tag, $11 million for the 2023 season, and will rinse and repeat next year for, for uh, Evan Ingram. So, but every team has until March 7th to use their one franchise tag on, on whatever player they choose, whatever potential free agent uh, that they have that they choose to use it on. Okay. Very, very interesting. Um, are you going to be watching the cricket today? Uh, I will probably have it on. Uh, I did want to mention, yes. uh, you, men you mentioned a scouting combine. Yes, go for it. Uh, uh, what that is, what that is that's, uh, basically it's where all the college, the guys who are coming into the draft, or a lot of the guys who are coming into the draft, and all the teams that are in one place in mm. Indianapolis, and what they'll do is uh, they will – uh, work out, they'll interview, they'll take physicals, do measurables. You saw the, the famous picture of Tom Brady. That was from his combine workout uh, that, that we saw leading up to Brady's retirement or throughout his career. Mm. Uh, but uh, it, it's just kind of a one-stop shop for players who are coming into the league to 
get to meet with organizations, organizations to get to meet with players, uh, and you know find out as much as you possibly can uh, about the players. I mean, the the, big, the the top draft picks, guys like Bryce Young. I, there's going to be talk about what's his weight because he looks pretty small going into the NFL, and the NFL's tough on a small guy. Mm. Uh, C.J. Stroud, what's his 40 speed going to be? It's things like that that we're talking about. Um, uh, going through this the combine this entire weekend, and also some news about one of the, uh, one particular player, another t- top five draft pick or a top draft prospect, Jalen Carter. Mm. Uh, he actually had to leave the combine, go back to Athens, Georgia, because he's been charged with reckless driving in connection with uh, an alleged street race that killed somebody. Mm. He's now back at the combine, so uh, he he went home, dealt with that. That that's going to be. Uh, a big thing for teams to to ponder: Do we draft him? Mm. Do we use a high draft pick on on somebody who's facing criminal charges? So that, that's a watch this space thing. Yeah, going to be interesting to see. Chris, great stuff. Enjoy listing slash watching to uh, the cricket. Have a good weekend, and we'll catch up next week. All right, sounds good. You have a good day. You too, mate. Chris Perkins in America, just on the cricket as well. Nathan Lyon, eight for sixty-four. Uh, he's taken uh, fifty-three wickets from ten matches, more than any. Uh, opposition bowler in India. So Australia needs 76 to win. You confident? Um, and I mentioned uh, Brandy. Greg Alexander is in the news. He'll be uh, on air after 6 a.m. He's calling for a free agency, and no doubt he will be talking about this trade overhaul to fix the system uh, that infuriates fans and coaches in the NRL. So his idea is to introduce a mid-season trade window followed by an end-of-season trade period which would stop players signing with rival clubs a full year, a full year out from the start of a new contract. Um, so he believes uh, there should be a window during the middle of the season or somewhere during the season and then at the end of the season, uh, not like it is now. Would you support that? Do you think there should be a trade window during the season and also at the end of the season and not whatever they are doing now where they where they can sign up to a year or so Longer, or does it not bother you? 0457 736 736. No doubt Brandy will have more to say about this after 6 a.m. Or 1300 01 1170. We take a break after this. More uh, of the show with John Gallo talking all things football. Yeah, nice to have your company on this Friday morning. Vossi and Brandy not too far away. Uh, Storm 16, Parramatta 12 going to Golden Point. The first game of the year going to Golden Point. Uh, text here, no uh, name, but ends in 259. Best players on the field last night, both the number 13s. The Storm can find an injury, can't they? Well, they absolutely can. Cam Munster in doubt for next week. Xavier Coates also in doubt. Uh, I want to hear from you this morning, though, Parramatta fans. What do you make of it? Uh, Josh Hodgson uh, was good. Mitchell Moses, I think, is still a distraction until we figure out uh, where he is going to go. But Storm 16, Parramatta 12, good way to start the year. Also want to know your level of confidence uh, for the Australian cricket team needing 76 on day three to win this third test. And your first rugby league memory as well. A couple of texts on there, the moment that got you into rugby league. We'll get to your texts after we do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time for the latest in football. Yes, uh, obviously the NRL season has got underway, but the EPL still continuing and will be continuing for the next couple of months. John Gallo is on the line to talk all things football. Morning to you, John. 
Morning to you, Dan. How are we? Yes, very well. Happy Friday to you. Uh, rugby league back, yeah. but uh, EPL uh, still going strong. And two games yesterday, and a couple of interesting results, weren't they? Let's start with this Arsenal game. Arsenal 4 over Everton, nil. Now, not unexpected that Arsenal would beat Everton, considering uh, where both sides are in the ladder. But that's a big result for both teams uh, at their respective places in the ladder or on the ladder. Yeah, it was a catch-up game for uh, Arsenal being a midweek game that they had a, a game in hand for a large part of this season. And this was one of those games that uh, was that particular one in hand that they had to try and win and further the gap by five points against uh, City, second place Man City. So well done to Arsenal for doing that. Mm. As you said, Martinelli, Bakuya Saka, again, stepped up once again. Trossard in that middle striker played a really good connection with both Martinelli and Bakuya Saka that formation and that relationship up the, up the top there is really working wonders for Arteta at the moment. And uh, I have to say, Odegaard with his goal as well was, was brilliant as well. So all the main key players for Arsenal stepping up once again. And unfortunately for Sean Dyke, just now a second consecutive loss that keeps him and the Everton side in the relegation dogfight. And uh, yeah, a bit, a bit of pill to swallow for, for Sean Dyke because at the moment, He's uh, suddenly looking around for, for some answers to some of these questions that are being posed to Everton. And I have to say, it was a very sluggish performance from Everton. It was about less than a month ago now where they played Arsenal, the first game of Sean Dyche's managerial career at, uh, at Everton. And uh, they came out of the block firing and, and actually uh, you know won that game. But this was a very different Everton side only a couple of weeks later. And uh, yeah, you could see it was a very sluggish Everton. So some worrying signs there already for Sean Dyke. Liverpool, a much-needed win over Wolves 2-0. Yeah, great win from, from Liverpool. Again, all the main three strikers up front for Liverpool really hitting form. Salah getting on the score sheet, which was fantastic for him. Hopefully his confidence continues on for this season. And Darwin Nunes, as always Jota up front, were yet again brilliant. I thought Fabinho was good. Harvey Elliott was fantastic. Uh, Van Dijk got on the score sheet as well. So all the key players, again, for Liverpool stepped up in this game and now they find themselves up into sixth spot in the Premier League ladder and uh, two or three points away from fourth place uh, Spurs in uh, in the Premier League ladder. So a, a great couple of uh, results already in the last couple of weeks for Liverpool has seen them climb up to that Premier League ladder and hopefully for their sake, the confidence and the morale in that dressing room has uh, now turned a corner and they can continue. They've got a tough uh, game this weekend against Man United, which we'll speak about later. But good to see Liverpool hitting some good form. Tough loss for Wolves. Uh, that now means with that loss that they still potentially could be dragged back into the relegation battle. So, uh, yeah, tough loss for Wolves and a, a great victory for Liverpool. All right, well, let's go through some of these matches coming up on the weekend. Kicks off tomorrow night, 11.30pm Sydney time. Man City uh, hosting Newcastle. Yeah, second place versus fifth place Newcastle. And uh, for Newcastle, yeah, I think they've been you know decent all season long. The last five games, However, they've had three draws, one win and a loss. So they have uh, hit a bit of a hiccup across the road, uh, Newcastle, which is unfortunate for them. But, uh, you know, Man City have been in, in red-hot form with, uh, you know, three wins and a draw and one loss out of the last five games. So for City, they're hitting form now and uh, really turned a corner. But against Newcastle, it will be a big, big game. And I think uh, it will potentially be a danger game for City as well if they're not careful because Newcastle losing the cup final to Man United will be a little bit down on that, but uh, they want to respond and respond quickly and want to keep in, in, the, in the contest for being a top four position as well. So there's all the incentive for Newcastle, as there are for Man City, obviously being in a title challenge. 
I've got a back City here. I think City would just be too good. Chelsea up against Leeds United. This is an interesting one for Leeds, of course, in and around that relegation zone. Chelsea hasn't had the greatest of years. This is an intriguing game. Yeah, well, again, I think it's a it's a must win for, for Graham Potter if he wants to relieve any pressure from his job and uh, and get the fans on side. If he's got any chance of doing that, he needs to win these kind of games. And obviously, Chelsea lost uh, a couple of weeks ago against Southampton, bottom place Southampton. So, you know, the fans really let him know that that wasn't acceptable. Now, with Leeds being uh, you know in the 17th position, just hovering above relegation, there'll be an expectancy around uh, around Chelsea at the moment that they're going to have to win this game if Graham Potter's got any chance at all to stay in his job. Uh, I think anything less than three points would see him really on the cusp of uh, of being sacked. But for Leeds, you know, they're still without a manager. Javi Garcia has stepped into the job as a caretaker manager in the meantime. So they're really up against it, Leeds. Um, so you've got to favour Chelsea just to be slightly too good. But you never know with Chelsea. We've expected Chelsea to win games before and they've come out with uh, with shocking performances. So it'll be a big game, but uh, I think Chelsea will be slightly too good. Talking with John at Gallo, all things football. We do it for Kennards Hire. By the way, Kennards Hire, make your job easy. Visit your local branch today. Arsenal back in action against Bournemouth early hours of Sunday morning. Yeah, well, Arsenal got a chance to keep uh, the pressure up by uh, another three points. Bournemouth struggling in Bournemouth. Uh, they're in a relegation dogfight now and really lacking confidence at the moment. Um, you know, they've been all over the place in the last five games and uh, they've had two two losses, two draws and just the one win. So uh, very tough time for Bournemouth. They, they started mid-season okay. They were kind of getting their season back on track and then suddenly it's fallen off the off the rails and uh, really been difficult for Gary Cahill to win over the Bournemouth playing group. They look like they're really lacking confidence at the moment. So for Arsenal, who are beaming with confidence themselves, it's a great opportunity to keep uh, three points and uh, keep the gap on Man City. All right, we'll just go through these other few games quickly because I want to get your take on one of the games on Monday morning. Uh, Aston Villa, Crystal Palace. Uh, you've got to go with Villa. I think Villa have been really good with Unai Emery recently, so I think Villa will be too good. Brighton will host West Ham. Big game. West Ham been struggling all season, whereas Brighton have been a real surprise packet this year, once again under Roberto De Zervi. I'm going to go with Brighton to be too good. Wolves, do you think they lose to the hands of Tottenham? Yeah, I think they do. I think Spurs, again, the last couple of weeks have really turned a corner on themselves and they're now found form again and uh, almost there for a second. They kind of lost their way a little bit, Spurs, but now they've regained that form. I think they'll be too good. I think Wolves have uh, taken a bit of a confidence blow recently with their uh, with their loss against Liverpool. Southampton hosts Leicester City. You've got to back Leicester. Poor old Southampton. They're, they're really you know, almost making up the numbers. You hate to say it, but they're just really well away from the pack at the moment, sitting bottom of the table and managerless again. Uh, so it's, uh, it's difficult for Southampton. I think Leicester will be too good. Uh, Nottingham Forest against Everton. This will be an interesting one. Yeah, it will be, um, for sure. And I think when you look at Everton now in that relegation dogfight, it'll be interesting to see what you know how, what the response will be now from Sean Dyche's men. Forrest have been decent. Steve Cooper's got them humming along really well at the moment. Uh, I think Forrest will be too good. I think they're just playing some really good football at the moment. There's a real confidence around that place at the moment. So I think Forrest uh, will be uh, too good for, for struggling Everton. Now, uh, Traders News shortened show on Monday because we've got Liverpool up against Man United at 3.30am. This intriguing Liverpool beating Wolves, but Man United having a very good season. Do you favour Man United away from home? Yeah, I, I do. I think this is going to be the big game of the week for sure. So, uh, you yeah, know, circle this in with your little highlighter there, Dan. I will, uh, right and, now. Uh, 
Absolutely. So and uh, yeah, look, I think I think Liverpool right when right now at this point in time, I've I've seen a real confidence about Liverpool last couple of games, which I haven't seen before this season. Uh, it seems like Jurgen Klopp is on the sidelines smiling again, and you know really applauding the the fans after the game, and really looking like his side are, are playing to the way he wants them to play, which is which has been great. It's what we've all been waiting for. Uh, but I just think Man United at the moment, winning the, the cup recently against Newcastle, to factor in, you know, almost an outside chance, you would say, for the, for the Premier League title. I think Ten Hag's got them really humming along. The likes of Bruno Fernandes, Casemiro, playing wonderful football. Uh, I just think United will be too good. I think it'll be a close game, though. I think Liverpool will push them, but I think United away from home. Uh, at, at Liverpool, I think there might be just uh, 1-0, 2-0 results towards United. And there is one other game, but that's on Tuesday morning, so we'll talk to you about that then. Brentford up against Fulham at Tuesday morning at 7am. John, good stuff. Any plans for the weekend? Yes, mate. Well, uh, yes, going out again and visiting Great Pub, and uh, you'll be coming along tonight, so we'll catch up after a couple of weeks of not... Uh, not seeing each other. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, have a great time nonetheless, mate. Do drink responsibly. Thank you, John. We'll speak on Tuesday. Looking forward to it. Well, do, mate. Talk soon. Thanks, mate. John Gallo talking all things football. We'll take a break, come back and wrap things up. Fossey and Brandy not too far away with breakfast. Yeah, should also mention we were just talking football with John Gallo there. A-League this weekend kicks off tonight at 7.45. Adelaide United taking on Melbourne City. Uh, tomorrow at 1pm, Wellington Phoenix will host the Newcastle Jets. 5pm uh, tomorrow, it's the Western Sydney Wanderers up against the Central Coast Mariners. Uh, also 5pm tomorrow, uh, this is all Sydney time, Western United taking on Perth Glory. Uh, tomorrow night, 7.45, Sydney FC hosting Melbourne Victory. And the final game of this round of the A-League is on Sunday afternoon at 3pm with MacArthur taking on Brisbane Raw. That is the A-League this weekend. And, of course, the NBL Grand Final Series begins tonight as well. Uh, so for our listers, obviously you can hear it on the app anywhere, but uh, for our listers through SEN 11.70am, we'll have the Rugby League first up uh, with the Newcastle Knights uh, travelling to New Zealand to play uh, the New Zealand Warriors and then... Uh, straight after that, uh, we will have coverage of the Sydney Kings uh, match against New Zealand Breakers, the first of the five, if it needs five matches, first of the five games in the Grand Finals series. So rugby league from six o'clock and then from eight o'clock, Jimmy Smith with the call, uh, Sydney Kings up against the New Zealand Breakers in the NBL Finals series. Now 0457 736 736, our text number, this from the Greenkeeping Rooster. He says, morning, Dan. My first rugby league memory, I was four years old. I went to the SCG with my dad, who was selling the tri-scorer doubles. The Roosters played St. George, and I've been a rooster ever since. That from the green-keeping rooster. Good story. Green-keeping uh, rooster, great way to start supporting your club. Uh, Jason says, great to see the Melbourne Storm beat Parramatta last night. Harry Grant, what a gem. Yeah, absolute star. Australia will do it in the cricket Ready, we'll do it in the cricket. And the Chookman finishes off with how good was the footy? Probably a game where a draw would have been a fair result. Yes, well, I know there's still a lot of people that don't like extra time, is there? But a fantastic way to start the season. Melbourne 16 over the Parramatta Eels 12. And there's still another seven games to come this weekend as well, which is very exciting. Uh, coming up on breakfast with Vossie and Brandy after the 6 a.m. news, they'll be joined by Sydney FC coach Steve Corica, as uh, they say, as I said, they're in action tomorrow. 
tomorrow. Gareth Hall with some racing tips and David Riccio with all the latest NRL headlines. Our Queensland listeners, you'll get the first hour of Vossi and Brandy, then Padden Heels along from 6am local time. I'll be back with you on Monday morning from 5.30am. We've got Man United and Liverpool in action in the EPL show, shortened show on Monday. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the footy, enjoy the cricket, enjoy the basketball, and I'll see you Monday. Vossi, Brandy, next for breakfast.